Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies and huge savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 133 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Royal Pizza, pizza past and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, which are dining as well now. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stop recommendation, the Mediterranean chicken. Our next guest makes frequent appearances on the KNBR radio show uh, out of the San Francisco region with Tom Tolbert, who's a former NBA player, where he is referred to, our next guest, as a hockey god. We welcome back to the show hockey god Drew Reminda. How you doing, Drew? That a, <laughs> that's a self-titled, uh, by the way. <laughs> We were having a discussion one day on that show about, I don't know how it came up, and I said, I am a hockey god, and that was that forever has changed everything that we ever talk about there. So how, Robert, many, how are you doing? Good, Drew. How, are you, how, how long good. ago was this that this happened where you jokingly referred to oh, yourself as a hockey god? 15, 13, 15 years ago. I have a I have a, I have a friend in town, Jack Hookson, from Pro-Am Sports, and he's a uh, San Francisco Giants fan. So he listens yeah. to that radio station all the time online, the, yeah. and uh, he hears you all the time. So he yeah. made a point. He made a point of reaching out when he saw that you were on the air today. Say, <laughs> so make sure you uh, say a special hello to the hockey god, the hockey guru <laughs> of uh, Northern California. Yeah, self-titled. <laughs> <laughs> there we have it. Uh, you know, it's funny, Drew. Uh, back in October, uh, Jack Michaels, Reed Wilkins, Brendan Escott, myself, did our preseason predictions. Yep. Every year I love to give the Maple Leafs the, the reverse Stoffer curse and the kiss of death. So I, I, I picked, <laughs> if, if anybody's noticed, for four years in a row, I picked Toronto, <laughs> Toronto to win. Uh because deep down inside, part of me laughs uh, a bit when, you know, they still haven't been to a Stanley Cup final since 1967. But I digress. Yeah, uh, but I did pick Dallas out of the West. And, and then, of course, when we came back from the pause, I took Vegas. 
So I'm going to ask you point blank. Were you surprised that Dallas beat uh, Vegas in five? Did you think Vegas was – who did you see as the best team in, in the West in the playoffs? I saw Vegas as the best team in the West in the playoffs. Um, but I did earlier say, like the start of the season, I was on with another radio program, and they reminded me yesterday that as my sleeper pick, I did pick Dallas. And the reason I liked Dallas was the same reasons you do, is because as far as the veterans on that team, you have to love the way those guys play. From Jamie Benn, you know, I'm a, I obviously I have a big um, uh, love for Joe Pavelski. Right. I didn't know Alexander Radulov was as good as he is. Tiger Sagan, you go on and on, but their young defense is great, and I like their goaltending. I thought they were a solid team, but I looked at Vegas as Vegas was the team to beat in the West. I was very surprised that Dallas handled them as easily. But it made me think of something when listening to Peter DeBoer yesterday, Bob. Um, you and I have had this discussion, and you talk about offensive confidence all the time. And I, yeah. I kind of dismiss it, and I, I always think that you don't, in the, great, in the words of the great Trendiani, you don't lose your confidence, you choose to give it away. But Pete DeBoer agreed with you yesterday when he said, well, that Thatcher Demko in the previous round with the Vancouver Canucks kind of got into their their shooters' heads a little bit, and they gripped the stick a little tight, and they couldn't find a way to figure out uh, Anton Kadobin. So I think that was a really interesting point. Well, I, I, I know we believe, well, you, you're the one that deploys the word, Drew, hockey gods. Yeah. Um, did Kelly McCrimmon, who I, hey, I think Kelly's a sharp guy. He's driven. Big time. Uh, uh, I, I do think Pete DeBoer is a superior technical coach to Gerard Gallant. Um, yep. They went and got Laner, and they needed better support goaltending for Mark andre Fleury. But did they screw with the hockey gods a bit here in Vegas? I think they screwed with their chemistry. And we've talked about this a lot. General managers, as as good as they are at, at picking talent and bringing a guy in and making sure you have the right, trying to have, find the right mix, sometimes they overthink it. I think you saw the general managers of the National Hockey League overthink what they were doing when the expansion draft came up for the Vegas Golden Knights with all the maneuvering that, that was done protecting this guy. I'm the mom, as long as you don't touch that guy, I'll give you this guy. And that really afforded George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon a chance to pick a really good team. But chemistry with a team, guys that like each other, and we've seen it in in Edmonton, if you mess with the chemistry of the team, maybe you're upgrading the talent, yes, but maybe you're screwing with that balance of the guys that really like this guy. Guys will really play with this guy. Guys will really want to play in front of this guy. Sometimes when that happens, that throws off the team. There are other times where you've seen teams going into the playoffs where they make a move just at the trade deadline, and that really helps them go over the top. It really helps them push them into farther in the, into the deeper into the playoffs. But when I looked at the Vegas Golden Knights, you cannot underestimate the love that that team has for Mark Andre Fleury. Right, right, and they do. You, you, it's undeniable. When we when we go there, you can see it. When you talk to the players, you can see it. And maybe it just messed with them enough. Or maybe it's just the simple fact that Anton Kadobin and the Dallas Stars were... Anton Kadobin had their number, and the Dallas Stars scored timely, timely goals. 
Yeah, well, and that's yeah, that's the other area I'm going to go. You spent multiple years in San Jose. For, until this season, for the 15 previous years, the San Jose Sharks had the best record in the NHL over that 15-year period. They got to one Stanley Cup final. They didn't win it. Do we need to be reminded sometimes, Drew, it's damn hard to win? Let's go back to 2006, uh, Edmonton Oilers versus the San Jose Sharks. Sure. Ron, Ron Wilson is the head coach of the San Jose Sharks. Yeah. And and um, as much as he liked pushing the buttons of the Oilers um, media at the time, he did say that very thing. That it's that when they asked him about winning in the National League, he said, hey, it is damn hard to win. Ronnie had been to a Stanley Cup final with Washington against the Detroit Red Wings. Good teams, it's hard to win. It's really hard to win. It's this is now again. I will remind everybody. This is from a guy who was an assistant coach with the San Jose Sharks at the start, and we lost a hundred games quicker than anybody in the history of the league. <laughs> and it's an easy thing to. It's, it's easy, Bob. It's easy to lose. It really is. You go out and you try, and then you just go. Oh, it's, it's just we're just not yep. good enough. You stay in your comfort zone. You show a little hustle, but you just in the end you're not good enough. But then you look at really good teams, really disciplined teams, teams that are obsessed with detail, teams that are obsessed with playing the right way all the time, doing the things they're supposed to do all the time. When I look at Tampa and, and being one of those teams, um, you look at the great teams like the Detroit Red Wings and Ken Holland had them. Those are the teams that are playing as hard as they can in order to win games. And they don't take any game for granted. They don't take any other team for granted. So it is damn hard to win. And I think you're see, you see that every year, but you really see it in the playoffs, don't you? Well, uh, we can bring up a couple examples. Drew Remenda from NHL Hockey and Rogers joining us in Oilers now. Bob, stop with you, 141. Let's go back to 06. Uh, Robin Brownlee and me were the only two Edmonton media guys to pick the Oilers to beat Detroit. I thought the Oilers were all wrong for Detroit. Dwayne Rolison, uh, who, by the way, is in town right now, uh, yeah. totally, totally outplayed Manny Legacy in that series. Edmonton stunned the Red Wings in six. John Sexsmith, who was the best man of my wedding, as you know, works for Global TV, yep. son playing for the Red Deer uh, Rebels right now for Brent Sutter. John Sexsmith went to the first two games in San Jose, and he's texting me. He's like, Stoff, the, uh, the Oilers have no chance in this series. <laughs> and then, and and then Rafi Torres uh, blew yep. up Mil- Milan Mahalik with a hit, and the Oilers won four straight games. Now they they needed a steal game three at home, but suddenly it turned, and and the Sharks were better than Edmonton, but it turned in a hurry. And I, I just, and I'll give you another I example. Do. You know, okay. go ahead, just go. go like, did you see that through. happening? Did you see that happening in that O six series? Yeah. You no, did, eh? But I, no, I did, I no. did see. I did see it. I guess you had on the other day, George LaRock's hit on um, Jonathan Chichu in Game Three. Am I right? Do I, is that the right series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that also, Sharks didn't respond. They didn't respond to the Rafi Torres hit. They didn't respond to the LaRock hit. And you know what I mean by respond. Yes. And that, all of a sudden, in Game, you know who saw it? Jamie Baker saw it. Who was doing radio for the for the Sharks at that time? He he talked about the physical presence that Edmonton was starting to dominate that, and the Sharks did not respond to that, and I think that's why they won that series. 
Well, I, I'm going to take it to the here and now here with, you know, there was, there was some criticism that the order, you know, let's face it, Vegas's top offensive players didn't score. They scored 12 goals in their final eight games during the playoffs. That's part of the reason why they lost. They lost four one-goal games to Dallas. Uh, the order's top offensive players did score in their playoff series against Chicago. They had 23 points. McDavid, Nugent, Hopkins, and Dreisaitl. Uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl were plus players on series against Chicago. Contrast that with a year ago. Drew, we were shocked when Tampa Bay lost to Columbus. Braden yeah. Point, Nikita Kucherov, the MVP that year, and Steven Stamkos had five combined points, Drew, in four-game yeah. loss in a sweep to Columbus. Uh, they had Vasilevsky in goal. He won the Fezna Trophy that year. He had an 870 save percentage. It shows you, and that's a, I mean, the Oilers are not the Tampa Bay Lightning of a year ago, but that shows you how fickle it is, doesn't it? It, it really does. It shows you, though, also, you have to learn lessons as a team. You go back to the great Oilers teams. They had to fail before they succeeded. You go back to the Pittsburgh Penguins. They had to fail before they succeeded. The Detroit Red Wings, the San Jose Sharks, we beat them in 93-94 in a seven-game series. They finished 30-some points ahead of us that year. Um, Teams have to fail and learn the lessons in order to win. Going back to your your original point being how hard it is to win in modulating. It's it's you just need you need a little combination of magic. You need a little combination of momentum. You need a combination of your best players, well not your best players, but all your players playing what they do, playing their best. And I think you also have to have your players have to have an identity. You know, we talk about identity a lot, but each individual has to understand what they do well. And I go back to what Leon Dreisaitl told me this year in Tampa, as a matter of fact, when I asked him. How do you go from good to great? Because that's what you've done. I think I've mentioned this to you before. Right. And Leon said, you got to work on your strengths. And I looked at him and said, you mean your weaknesses? He said, no, no, your strengths. you got to know what got you here. And you got to know how you can stay here. you got to know how you make an impact and what you are, what you can do to be a difference maker. He goes, that's why I always work on my strengths. So it's be a master of something instead of a jack of all trades and a master of nothing. And I think that we have some really good teams, the great teams, the championship teams. Each of their guys is a master at something. I don't All know if right, any sense. Totally. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Put your manager's hat on here. You, the Edmonton Oilers, you have limited cap space. Let's say you're dealing with roughly uh, after Edmonton gets Ethan Bear re-signed, and remember he doesn't have Arbright, so he's going to get screwed right. in the short-term deal uh, <laughs> based on how effective he was. It's just the way it works, uh, kind of like Anthony D'Angelo did a year ago. So let's say you got $7 million bucks left, and you need yeah. another goalie. Uh, you might need a change out of defenseman. You need a third-line center and a top-six forward. Where would you prioritize if you were Edmonton? What position gives you the biggest impact moving forward? Goalie. Goalie, goalie, goalie. You talked about it, uh, I think it was Friday, or maybe it was Thursday, yeah. about uh, about the need to get back of goalie. Because if you offer, and I think you said this, if you offer Mike Smith another million dollars, he's not coming back for that. He's not coming back for that. No, so. no way. And, you, and yeah, that's, I'm stealing off of you. That's what you said, and I agree with you 100%. So I think you have to go get a goalie. And, I, and we know from, from what we've been reading that Ken, Ken Holland has been very active in looking for that position. We know that the goalie in the short term can give you the best 
bang for your buck. You also said this last week, and I'll remind everybody, that Nico Koskinen had a very good save percentage, 917 throughout the year, and he was really, really good. But he's not durable enough to go 60, 65 games, maybe, maybe 70. He is better when he plays less. Halftime. Halftime. Right. I mean, he played halftime in Russia in the KHL, and he was stellar. And he's, you know, he's been. I, I think he's serviceable. I, the other thing is, Drew, you got to have two. You got to have two goalies in the West now, especially since we're dealing with really uncharted territory next year in terms of how the regular exactly. season's going to work. Like, you got to. Yeah, yep, you got to have two guys that can stop the puck. Uh, who are you taking between? The, not that we should necessarily anoint Tampa, but they're up three-one against the Islanders. They're in a good and position. Damn, they're good. They're good. Uh, they're so well, good. They play so, Bobby. They play so fast. They yeah. do everything at a high rate of speed. They execute terrifically well. Um, you know, we watch. You and I watch a lot of games. You watch more than I do. But Victor Hedman continues to surprise me and how great of defenseman he is. I didn't know Braden Point was this good. You you talked about him a lot, and then you know, in days in Moose Jaw. But that's a really good hockey team. You can go up and down. Yanni Gord, and they they added Bogosian. They added Patrick Maroon. They added Coley, and They've got a bigger, tougher, stronger team, and they play at such a high rate of speed that I just I just don't know if anybody can keep up to them. Yeah, no, and and Victor Hedman was not available for the last year in that series against yeah. Columbus. Just on the goaltender, I I've got a texter out of Warman, Saskatchewan, who's listening ah. to the show. You were doing the uh, the Saskatchewan radio hit on CJME or CKOM. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he he says, ask Drew about Braden Holtby out of Saskatoon. He's going to give you a pretty uh, specific response. So, Braden Holtby, do the orders bring him in? I don't think he's as good as he was before. I think Braden Holby, if you look at his numbers since the the after he won the Stanley Cup, his numbers have continued to decline. That might be a, a product of overwork. That might be a product of the way that their team plays now, but they haven't changed that much. I think Braden's game is on the decline, and I would be very wary of taking him. To me, if Matt Murray is a real a possibility, I would go after Matt Murray. I think he's got a bigger upside. He's a bigger goalie, and we like bigger goalies now in the National High League. That's just the way it is. Yeah, even though he is, he has dropped off in his play a little bit, again, that can be contributed to the way that that team plays and the way the team has dropped off, but also the fact that, that he's still young, he can maybe gain some of that back. I like Braden Holtby as, as a player, but I think his best days are behind him, and he wouldn't be my first pick. My concern on Murray, Drew, it's money. Uh, he's got a compelling ARB case. Right. Uh, I think you would have to have a deal in place, uh, you know, a contract extension in place. I could maybe go to four on him, but they'd have to take two million dollars, like, like four. And a, I mean, he's not, you, you know, he's going to get four and a half. He's getting four and a half, five minimum because in an ARB case, he's getting five or six. So, yeah. and there's going to be some people walking away from ARB case, like uh, some from some restricted free agents. We might have a couple yeah, here. Absolutely. Right. There's there's cap. There's there's the cap space. But then there's also nowadays that that not many people have talked about internal cap sure. because we don't know what's going on in the future. We don't know if fans are coming in the building. We don't know what, what the revenues will be like next year. So every team has got an internal cap that may not match up with the with the NHL cap. That's why Arizona's going to be, I mean, you take a look, Murillo comes in there, his industries, he owns two casinos, uh, those numbers are way down, people way are, down. 
way down. And, and then you've got he's got uh, TV and radio stations, advertising dollars, and those in the states way down. He's way got down. restaurants way down. He's got a food service plant way down. I could see him them drop them trying to drop get down to the low end of the floor and having a bunch of contracts where the, the player's cap is four million drew and his real yep. dollar value is a million and a half bucks i could see them being that type of team i agree i agree 100 with you and there's there's another guy and i know i think you talked about him the other day darcy kempers i know a little bit from saskatoon yeah. he's an unbelievable person i would love to see if, if they give darcy but he's going to be a man too and his, his he might be the one guy in free agency where his where his number is going to go up this year yeah, well, he's at 4.5 for two more years, as you know, and uh, they're looking for a first-round draft choice. I'm told they've got one. I'm not sure they got one in the mid-teens, um, and they're they're obviously looking to uh, recoup uh, the two number ones, the, the, the number one they traded away in Taylor Hall and the number one they were stripped. Yep. Drew, thanks for your time, man. Okay, buddy. Good talking to you. You bet. That's Drew Remenda from NHL Hockey and Rogers. It is 152 in Edmonton. We're going to take a one-minute timeout. This is Oilers Now. Hi, I'm James Neal from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. 153 in Edmonton. A lot of you don't like Brad Marchand. James Neal got a pretty nasty shot in on Brad Marchand. It cost him five games, but he made it count. There's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than with Tasquin. Outstanding customer service is a key to business as well. Brent Ridge Ford is a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They'll provide you with outstanding service at the time of the purchase. They'll continue that standard of service after the sale as well. Let Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand. You can reach them at one 477 or go online at brentridge.com. To this day in Oilers history. And back at the 630 Chad Studios, grinding away for us, Brennan Escott. All right, I got a quick shout-out to give before I get to another birthday, but my mom, Bob, turns 50 years old today. She listens pretty well every show back in uh, in Kamloops, PC, so I had to give a, a little birthday shout-out. It's all she wanted What's your this mother's year. name? What's Shannon. your mother's name? <laughs> Shannon? Shannon, yes. Was she a big fan of Henry Gross when she was a kid? <laughs> that I cannot give you, You've never heard of the song Shannon from the mid-1970s? No, she probably has. It was I like the number haven't. one song in 1975. <sighs> Shannon, happy birthday. <laughs> She'll appreciate that very much, Bob. Now, two years before my mom was born, it was actually former Oilers draft pick, current television color analyst for the Minnesota Wild, Mike Greenlay, born in Calgary. He was selected 189th overall in 1986 and played in just two NHL games with the team in the 89-90 season, but you might remember as a goaltender, he was stuck behind two rather prolific ones in the Edmonton circuit during that time. Yeah, to say the least. Uh, <laughs> Bill Radford won the Smythe that year, and Grant Fuhr was still in the organization as well. You got, Brendan, let's do this, man. You got you to gotta cue up Shannon by Henry Gross All right. as, an, as an extra song here. Uh, man, that, that makes me feel old that Brendan's mother is actually younger than I am. Uh, and probably in far better shape as well. So I, I'm pleased to hear that we've got a regular daily listener from Kamloops other than Stu McGregor. 
who is older than me and is listening every day for Catalyst as well. Just kidding, Stu. Uh, Stu's doing some work in the Western Hockey League these days for an organization that shall remain nameless uh, as a uh, as a head scout for that club. So, uh, solid dude, to say the least. Uh, coming up on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Edmonton Oilers Director of Amateur Scouting, speaking of uh, former and current uh, Oilers Director of Scouting, Tyler Wright will join us. Brian Lott from the NHL Network, from the Cult of Hockey, David Staples, and NHL insider John Shannon. Game five between the Islanders and the Lightning goes tonight at 6 p.m. Reed Wilkins gets another night off. And up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye from the mid-1970s. I'm thinking this was 74-75. I was in uh, grade four at Glen Allen in Sherwood Park. Henry Gross, Shannon, have a wonderful Tuesday, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.